0: Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Polk County Today. Polk County Today is a weekly public affairs program that takes a longer look at subjects of interest in our area. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's Polk County Today. Joining us now on the phone is Dwayne Hopkins. He's the board first pre, uh, first vice president for the Polk Senior Games. Uh, Mr. Hopkins, uh, good morning. Thank you for joining us. How are you doing?
1: Good morning, Lynn. I'm doing well. It's good to be with you again, and I hope you're doing well as as
0: well. Uh, I am. Thank you for asking. Uh, now, we have our work cut out for us today, uh, Mr. Hopkins, because uh, this young fellow that, that uh, works with me here, he doesn't <laughs> know what the Polk Senior Games are. No, no, like oh, I've never it. heard of it before.
1: <laughs> I can't believe that, but let me tell you about it then. Just Please do. <laughs> this, is a, <laughs> this is a series of events over a two-week period, beginning on the 26th of February and continuing to March the 12th. This is the 30th year, uh, or would be, except for the hiatus last year when we had to suspend the games because of COVID. Right it's a series of events, both recreational and athletic, competitive events to encourage seniors to get out and stay active. And when I use the term seniors, I'm talking about people 50 years and older, men and women. You need need not be a resident of Polk County to be involved in the games. You can be from outside the state. You can be uh, some of our winter visitors. Anyone's eligible as long as you're 50 years of age by the end of December.
0: Right yeah oh, okay so, so and we're talking all kinds of events track and field uh chess bowling archery all of that stuff right
1: well this year because of covid we've been conservative and we're offering only the outdoor games okay. so that we can have some degree of social distancing and after all the health and safety of our participants and our hundreds of volunteers is paramount in our minds so we decided we would have only the outdoor games. Okay, But there's still a a wide range of events, archery, bocce, the track and field events that you mentioned, pickleball, tennis, golf, etc., etc. And uh, you can enter as many of these events as your schedule allows. There's a minimum fee of $10 for the first event and then $3 for each event thereafter to a maximum of $28. So it's an inexpensive way to get out and have
0: some fun and to meet some new people. That's right. You meet some new people, and you know, if you're a competitive person, pretty much anything that you can think of uh that is a competitive sport or activity, you can uh participate in.
1: That's right. And uh, the venues are all over the county, from Lakeland on the, this side, the western side of the county, to Point Sienna with pickleball on the northeastern side of the county. Mm. The wow. Venues okay. all over the country.
0: Now I'm gonna admit something that I, I I don't know if I should or not, but uh I I never saw pickleball played until about two weeks ago. I saw it on TV, and I I did not know that game existed.
1: That game is one of the fastest, if not the fastest-growing recreational sport in the country. Right. Uh, We actually have to limit the number who can enter because of the ability or the availability of uh, facilities.
0: Okay. It's just so popular. Uh, what is pickleball? So and are th- th- all the about, pickles free? Think about <laughs> tennis, meets pickles. Badminton, badminton. meets paddleball. I, I I guess. That's, so there's no pickles involved. involved. There's no pickles involved, oh, Nick. okay. <laughs> no, no pickles. pickles right? <laughs> That's fun. Okay. So tennis, badminton, paddleball. Yeah. Which is also a sport I'm not familiar with. Uh Combined into a well, racket. Think about racquetball. Racquetball. You're, you're, okay. I know. Racquetball, where where you're, okay. in, you're, you're playing against a wall, but in pickleball, you're across a net like in tennis from, oh, uh, from right. your competitors. I'll need On to a watch. Smaller,
1: smaller <laughs> courts than yeah. tennis. Right. It's a fun game. It's a fun game. That sounds fun. It
0: seems like it would be very fun. It's got food involved. I'm, I'm good to go. Well, I'm good there's no, to go. I'm ready to go. There's no food involved in, the, in in the rules of the game. You don't have to eat pickles <laughs> or anything like that. So. Oh, it's just the name okay. of it. Okay, well, I guess I'll go see it anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, reg- registration is now open. We've started accepting registrations, and uh, you can go to the Polk Senior Games, uh, org website to get your registration form and send that in. And I want to emphasize that we must receive it by February 11th. Because it takes us a couple of weeks thereafter to get the pairings together and all that kind of thing.
0: Right. Oh, yeah. So
1: games gonna... to begin on the twenty sixth?
0: Wow. So yeah, the games begin on the twenty sixth. Make sure you get your registration in by February the eleventh. Uh, now, uh, I I do have uh, some listeners, uh, Mr. Hopkins, who don't go on the internet. So if they want to participate, how can they get their regist- How can they get registered?
1: If they'll simply call eight six three. Five three three zero zero five five. they will be provided with the rule book and the entry registration form.
0: Now, I got a question real quick. Uh, if for the team-based events, do you already have to have a team put together or do you do you set everybody onto teams? Like, do you pair them together? Yes, for
1: the team-based, especially software or softball, you've already got to have your team put together and you okay. register as a team for that event.
0: Okay, cool. That sounds good.
1: But most of the events are individual events. Uh, we compete by gender, okay. uh, in age groups—five-year age groups—from fifty to fifty-four, and fifty-five to fifty-nine, and so forth. Right. And medals are awarded in each one of the events in each one of
0: those age groups. Right. And uh, cool. we've had people in their nineties competing in the past too. Ooh. So wow! The
1: oldest—the oldest person I can remember is a hundred and three. He cool. participated years ago. Wow. It's amazing to me how many people in the 90s, and I'm happy that so many people in the 90s are still competing with us. What a joy.
0: Sure, that, that is awesome. So, uh, Mr. Hopkins, tell us one more time how people can register both online or by phone.
1: Well, they can go online to polkseniorgames.org O-R-G, or call the office at 863 0055. Zero, zero, five.
0: Now, I, let me ask you this question, too. Since you're on the board of the Polk Senior Games, are you allowed to compete in the, uh, in the events?
1: Ooh. Absolutely, and I do. Kenneth kind of, is one of my main uh, events. I also, when we offer them, compete in events like Bag Toss or Cornhole, as some people call it. Right. A uh, card game named Cribbage, uh, and a, a Jeopardy-like game that we offer called Senior Smarts. Uh, and in oh. a normal year, we'd be offering all of those. Um, but this year, just the outdoor games. So tennis will be my event this year.
0: Now, have you found an outdoor pavilion where you can do something like the quiz games? Do
1: do what did you say, Len?
0: Uh, no, I was uh, wondering if you had found like an outdoor pavilion where you could do like the card games or the 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 no, quiz no, games. We have,
1: no, and that's why we're being very safe about keeping people separated. I gotcha.
0: I gotcha. Well, uh, it, all the, the events are listed when you get your registration in your rule book, and uh, you, that, then you choose what you want to be uh, competing in. And then February the 11th, you have to have your registration in by February the 11th. Uh, and the right. game started on February 20. 26th.
1: 26th. There you go. February 26th started poke, uh, at All Saints Academy with the opening ceremony and the track events that day, and then they continue for two weeks thereafter. And the games, I have to mention that the games would not be possible without the support from the community. We have over 200 organizations, individuals, associations that give us financial support or in-kind support like WLKF and Hall Communications. And it wouldn't be possible without the hundreds of volunteers that it takes to run the game. So it's a really community-based event that involves everybody.
0: Now, if uh, somebody doesn't want to compete but wants to volunteer, how can they do that?
1: They can call that same number, 863-533-0055, and we would welcome their volunteerism.
0: I guess just let, let them know what your availability is and volunteer.
1: Right, absolutely.
0: Perfect, perfect. Dwayne Hopkins, he's board first vice president for the Polk Senior Games. Mr. Hopkins, thank you very much for checking in with us, and good luck in this year's Polk Senior Games. And thank you very much to you, Lynn. It's time to speak with the Sheriff of Polk County, Sheriff Grady Judd. Morning, Sheriff.
2: How are you doing today?
0: Awesome. Thank you for asking. How about yourself?
2: Well, I'm doing wonderful, just wonderful. I'm glad to be on the radio. You know, I missed the absolute first time I could be on the radio this year because I was Taking a week off. Well, you so, know, you, well, everybody
0: deserves a vacation.
2: Yeah. Yes, and actually, I don't take a week off. I mean, it just moves with me with my cell phone and my iPad. But I was away from the office. There you go. But but I thought I thought we'd catch up, you know, because I have New Year's resolutions, right? All right. And you know, most of us make New Year's resolutions like getting a gym membership, saving more money reading more books, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I started out my New Year's resolution with, I want to make sure we arrest more bad people, you know? Yeah. That's important. And, and I've got to eat a few less moon pies.
1: <laughs> and, I've
2: got, and I've got to buy a new set of scales because every time I step up on it, it lies to me.
0: Oh, no. Says,
2: dude, you really need to lose some weight. Oh. Mm. So uh so I've got my my year set out for me but you know I I wanted another new year's resolution and that's all year long just to tell people you know be nice respect each other you know everybody's got issues people are busy you know because we find in my business that some people just don't respect each other and just do things they shouldn't Well even though I started that year out with that resolution, I got to tell you, you probably had a news report on him this morning, but I want to give you the rest of the story, as old Paul Harvey would say. All then. Did you, did you report on our suspect, our mean, ugly, murdering suspect, Edward Flores? I did, as a matter of fact. Yes. Yes. You know, he had a long criminal rap sheet. And... He had a lot of drug charges in his background, you know, and today they're trying to say, you know, drugs are low level, nonviolent, you know. Well, guess what? The back story on that is our victim and his friend went to Walmart on Sunday night, got back about nine o'clock and noticed all the lights were off in the house. And when they tried to turn them on, they wouldn't turn on, so they went to the breaker box and saw that someone had turned all the breakers off. Well, they just turned the breakers back on, the lights came on, they went into the kitchen to start to prepare dinner. And then they noticed that the back door to the kitchen that goes out to the screen porch was open. And they thought, well, that's strange. So about that time, who steps up into the into the doorway, but the next-door neighbor's son, who our victim rents for him. So, yep, that's right. So Edward Flores, who's 27, steps up into the door and orders them, both our, our victim, and who turned out to be a witness and also a victim, into the backyard. And he said, uh, where have y'all been? He goes, hey, man, just chill out. Take it easy. We we went to Walmart to get groceries. And then he asked him again, where have y'all been? He said, we told you. We just went to Walmart. He accused them both of lying and then shot our victim twice in the face. In the face? Yeah. Then, oh, no. oh it gets worse. It gets worse. No, it gets worse. Not in
1: the
0: face.
2: And then he points the gun at the witness, and he says, now I'm asking you again, where have you been? And the guy says, look, dude. We've just been to Walmart to to buy some groceries. And at this moment in time, our victim that's shot in the face moves. He turns around and shoots him a third time Mm. in the head. Mm. Well, at that time, our second victim and our witness sees the opportunity. He breaks and takes off running. Well, then our suspect takes off. And he goes about a half mile through the woods. Of course, everybody's dialing 911. Our deputies get there, and our K nine, which is just really awesome. They track our suspect, and they're tracking him through a wood line back behind where they find him laying down under some trees near a shed. So they de- demand that he give up. He just lays there. So he, they tell him, give up, and he lays there. So they release the dog, and the dog bites him, and he still doesn't move. Well, as they approach they see that he shot himself in the head
0: right.
2: and still has the firearm in his hand. So they get the firearm away from him. He's obviously unconscious. They start life saving measures on the suspect and call for EMS. Well they take him to the hospital and yesterday afternoon he died.
1: Oh no. here's the
2: backstory. Our suspect's dead. Our victim's dead, but our victim is a full-time roofer and a part-time minister. Did you hear me? He's a preacher. He has a small church that he's crafted in a room at his house, and he has ministered to and prayed with our suspect, Edward Flores, in past to try to help him recover from his drug addiction. They were friends. They never had any problem. We get zero information about any conflict and the neighbors all tell us that he you know, he ran a little church, he tried to help Flores, but once again, at this point in the investigation we have no other idea why he did that except the suspect's mother who is terribly distraught over this, said that when her son was using drugs, he would become paranoid. And boy, was he paranoid that particular night. We haven't finished our toxicology, but good words have it from the neighbors and everyone that he uses methamphetamine. Mm. So it Mm. appears that he got cranked up on his meth and just shot and killed the neighbor who was a preacher. So that's one of the saddest things that we've seen in our new year so far. Yeah. Of course, the year's new. but So when somebody tells you that drugs are a low-level, nonviolent crime, tell them, well, if that's true, then why did Flores use methamphetamine, become paranoid, and kill his innocent neighbor who simply had gone to Walmart to grocery shop?
0: Yeah, there's no way to know now. I mean, you can't ask him.
2: Uh, no, there, there's not. No. And it, it is sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I get terribly frustrated when when I see, and there's a small element, but they're, they're trying to convince a, a larger critical mass of us that, that these low-level nonviolent drugs are just that. And that's just not so. I suggest to you when that, quote, drug addict, someone that that is not low level and non-violent in and of itself but the national media the traditional media they're trying to downplay all the hazards of drugs now that doesn't count the fentanyl deaths that we're seeing we've already seen several of them in the last two or three weeks so I ask people If you've got a friend that's got a drug problem, help them. If you see someone who tries to downplay the violence of drugs, you tell them they are crazy. And that's not with a K, that's with a C. (laughs) And that they need to help us spread the word that drugs are dangerous and help each other. Get, a, get your friends' help. That, that's very, very important. There's definitely
0: help available. So
2: There yeah. is help available. Yeah. And we, we're working to try to make more help available. Do we have time for a crazy criminal
0: story, something a little lighter? Uh, yeah, I mean, you could lighten up the mood a little bit. That would be good.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's just like, wow.
0: As long as it's not a long, but, s- stretched out one, that, that's okay.
2: You know, people don't call us about happy things. No, they don't. You know, they don't call and say, you know, I'm having a great day today. We just wouldn't let you guys down at the sheriff's office know things are good. It's always when things go bad. Mm. But we'll we'll always rush in in the worst of times and try to make it better. So let's talk about old Angel, okay? Okay. Angel's New Year resolution might have been to make more money legally or illegally, as we found out. Ah. So we got a call about some shots fired, and we arrived at Angel's, at Angel's house, and the shots supposedly came from the backyard. So we looked around back, and we didn't see anybody with a gun, but we saw movement inside the house. Well, a short time later, Angel showed up. He arrived at home. He ran through the privacy fence into from the backyard into the house without talking to us and uh- locked the door.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: He called 911 and told us that he and his family were fine and that we could leave, that we, he didn't need law enforcement. Well, you know, that wasn't happening. Yeah. We got gunshots. We got a guy that's, that's all of a sudden blown through where we were and ran into the house. There was other movement in the house. So finally, we got the family members outside, and we got to talking to them. And we went inside to make sure that there was no one shot in there. So we entered the, as we were entering the house and going through, making sure everybody was okay and there wasn't
0: anyone shot.
2: Guess what we found in the master
0: bedroom? Um, right there. Oh. I'm not sure. I want to guess.
2: <laughs> oh, right there in plain view. Were numerous printers and a large amount of counterfeit U.S. <laughs> currency. What? Oh, isn't that special? Yeah, lovely. Wow. I think that's the reason. Just guessing, being a trained police detective, just guessing that's why he didn't want us to come in the house.
0: Ah, uh, might have something to do
2: with it. Well, <laughs> maybe. You know, his New Year's resolution should have been to earn
0: money legally, not make it. Not. Post- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh so at yeah! At the end
2: of the day, he got to go to the county jail, and that fulfilled one of my New Year's resolutions: to arrest more criminals. There you go. So mm-hmm.
0: everybody wins. It's
2: a win-win. <laughs> everybody wins.
0: Sheriff Grady Judd, the sheriff of Polk County, sheriff, thanks a lot for checking in with us this morning. Uh, I hope uh, uh, your uh, week goes great, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon.
2: All right, and tell the whole world, love each other, be kind she
0: loud. talk to you later. Hello, and here's what's happening around Central Florida. One thing you can count on in Polk County is people helping when someone's in need. A fundraising rodeo is scheduled at the Stokes Green Swap Ranch for 12-year-old Braden Emery of Auburndale on February 5th. The ranch is at 16825 Taylor Lane in Polk City. Admission for adults is $15 and kids under 10 are free. Braden was diagnosed at eight years old and has been fighting brain cancer for four years. Braden just completed his third brain surgery and surgeons weren't able to get all of the tumor. He's currently on two different chemos to help stunt the growth of the tumor. Braden's maxed out on radiation treatments, but he hasn't quit fighting and his hope is that the chemo will buy him more time just to be a kid and to help him have as much of a normal life as he can. So, get out to the rodeo for a great cause. There's bulls, barrels, a calf scramble, a silent auction, and more. Thanks to Florida's Youth at Heart, Fool Hearted Cattle Company, Holt Power Solutions, Aquanautics Pools, SNS Rodeo Company, and Stoke Green Swamp for helping make the event possible. And that's what's happening around Central Florida. Dr. Bruce Anderson from Florida Southern College. Dr. Bruce. Good morning. uh, We're a week into the uh, legislative session for the state. Uh, Anything uh, come up that you've noticed?
3: Um, no, we're we're on the same trajectory, I think, that we could have predicted. There are uh, a couple of education bills in there that are giving pause to the teachers union and, you know, people that are teaching in K-12 that look as though they may be on uh, some sort of a surveillance kick. I, I, I'm not sure how serious that is, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you're talking about putting cameras in every single classroom in Florida and recording, you know, literally millions of hours of teaching so that parents can look to see what the teachers are doing. How much would that cost? I, I don't know. <laughs> I You know, I, I I always bought, you know, kind of Grady's argument about the, uh, about the go cams, you know, that they were putting on cops right? because those are expensive and storing that data, which you're required to do if you're using them is incredibly expensive. And if you think about it, you know, how many people are employed by the sheriff's department compared to how many people are, you know, employed by the Polk County schools? Right. Yeah. Um, you know, the same argument applies, and that is that it's just too expensive to do it, even if you wanted to do it. The other thing is that if you're a parent, as a parent, I can say this, if you're a parent and you want to go observe a class, all you have to do is go. Ask. Yeah. You know, you, you, yeah. you, they're not going to tell you no. Right. If you're concerned about how your kid is doing in class, you can um, you, you, know, you could you could you could schedule a parent teacher conference. Exactly, talk to your teachers, be involved. talk to the schools. I mean, one of the accusations I saw was that these are people, the people that want these cameras are, are people that have never been to a PTA meeting. Mm. And if, now there are concerned or they want parents a nanny out there, state and, or something and, like that. yeah, I mean, these are people that have been involved and they are concerned and they do need to be. You know, that is legitimate. Um, but they, they, the, the, the cameras, I don't think, are going to solve for the policy problem here. Yeah. If you're concerned about what your children are learning in the classroom, then go and, and, and ask, watch. Ask Make ask sure them. that what you're, what you're thinking, you're actually seeing. Sure. Make a comparison.
0: Yeah, and, and even before you go into the classroom, you can call the school and, and set up a conference with the teacher. Ask them, exactly. what so can you show me what you're teaching my child?
3: Can I have a look at your lesson yeah. plan? I mean, uh, teachers. I I know that I'm sure they know, would be
0: happy to share that with you.
3: Well, the teachers that I know in in our ed program, you know, make up these these elaborate teaching plans that last an entire semester. Yeah, and and those are public as far as I know. Mm. You know, what are you planning on teaching? And if you have something in there that says I'm planning on teaching, you know, the Marxist, you know, position on the means of production to a third grader, yeah, it's gonna be, <laughs> it's, gonna be a, it's gonna be in a lesson plan, and we can all say. Chances are the principal would probably intervene if they saw something like that. Well, you I would think hope that's safe, um, but I'm not saying trust. You know, don't don't go into this blind. I think parents sure. are right. They are taking a they're taking great interest in what kids are being taught. Absolutely right. You and should. You should. And, and uh, you know either side of the aisle, I don't care. You know, I, I will always support that. Mm-hmm. And and you know the fact is that the way that things have developed in Florida, we have choices in our schools. That is one thing we really do have that did come from the conservative side and I think is very valuable. We have charter schools that we can send our kids to. We can make choices about what schools that they go to in the you public schools. Apply
0: for magnet uh, schools. Magnet
3: schools. Yep. You know, we've got all kinds of things that you can do here. And um, picking your child's you know education sometimes picks their future. So mm. anyway, that's kind of where I'm coming down.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's almost – I saw on our news partner Spectrum Bay News Nine that they were doing a story, uh, their like their food segment about a, a guy making noodles or something. But he was French, and uh, he said that uh, when he, he was not very good when he was in school, and his uh, parents had a, you know, talked with his teacher, and his teacher says, "Well, we need to teach him something that, uh, you know, will be a nice life skill." So he learned how to cook. Learn so, how to cook. Yeah. Huh.
3: And now he's like a world's famous chef with <laughs> yes. eight restaurants in New York or something, right? Well, you know, at is least one that in, in could
0: the... never succeed. At least one restaurant in the Tampa Bay area anyway. So, well, uh, you know- That's
3: that's a pretty competitive market. Yeah. And, you know, if, if he's a kid that they said, you know, can never succeed because he can't read, you know, Ernest Hemingway's books or mm. something. Yeah. Yeah, you make shifts like that. You help a kid-
0: You help you your know. kid the, the best you can.
3: Who you knows know? your kid better than you? Yeah, right. Nobody. Yeah. Wow. Correct. You know, number two is probably the teacher and you get together with somebody else that knows your kid and you can make this plan.
0: So if your kid, you know, is really into electronics and stuff, send them to a, a, a science based magnet school.
3: Yes, absolutely. You know,
0: if they're really into music, send them to the art school. Exactly. Um, it, there's choices, and uh, that I always thought that was a great thing because you know, we were pretty standard when I was going through school. It's oh, just everybody yeah. got the same thing, and everybody went to music class, everybody yep. went to PE, and locked you know, up. Yeah,
3: locked up. We don't have that anymore.
0: No, it is not.
3: It's a creative environment, and you know, kids are individuals. Yeah. You know, it, we, we shouldn't, you know, it's not like putting them into the uh, all volunteer army or something. Yeah, and, and,
0: and they're not bad kids if they're just interested in different things. Than what their classmates are interested in. So, exactly, you know, um, value their
3: you know their unique qualities. Build
0: upon their interests and let them uh, build their uh, in, their uh, education around that. Right. It's good. Absolutely, it's a good it's a good plan
3: kid I went to school with was, you know, one of those gearhead people. He always worked on cars and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of his thing. And he got into the electronic end of cars. Mm. And, you know, he went to a trade school to learn all the ins and outs of all this stuff. Never went to college. Went to, you know, what was then a a one-year trade school and he owns the largest sound company in columbus ohio
0: awesome he's the
3: one that provides the sound for the great big bands that come in and stuff like that because okay. he can fix anything
0: he knows how to do it
3: yep. wow that's awesome. many many
0: dollars in his bank account that there, there is still hope <laughs> uh, the american dream is alive <laughs> yes onward and upward <laughs> uh sometimes i lose the uh, faith in humanity though not me. Well, I'm watch the. i in the news too much.
3: Yeah, you need to stay away from that. That's well, really, it's my job. It's really <laughs> hard
0: to stay away from it. Thank you, Dr. Bruce Anderson. <laughs> you bet. Uh, we, we appreciate it when you come in. And thanks a lot for coming a bit early today. You bet. And that wraps up this week's edition of the program. Thank you for tuning in and join us again next week for Polk County Today.